everyone. This is I Burn Everything, a food and relationship podcast. I'm Stevie Nelson, and to my right is Dave Horowitz. Hi, Stevie. Hey, Dave. I wonder why I always tell people exactly what direction you're sitting to. I don't know. It's kind of like, um, it's kind of an old-timey entertainer thing to yeah. say. Yeah, yeah. Like we're on a, a, a delightful radio show. Yeah, they're picturing you in like a red comfy chair, wearing your pajamas. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> just a onesie? Just a red onesie with yeah. a butt flap? Yeah, it has like a little opening with in the back. a mug of hot, hot cocoa? Yeah, I want the listeners to know exactly how comfortable you are. Yeah. But I'm in a, you know, I'm in a wooden chair. I'm wearing jeans. In a 1992 Greater Omaha Championship Tournament bowling. Yeah, I got a patch to go over uh, the actual thing that's here because it's swag from um, Important Things with Dimitri Martin. Ugh. And I didn't really want to convey that i mean it was a free th- gift from an old roommate and i just said i'm gonna slap a patch over this so people that's don't how you can fix almost anything just put a patch over it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a leaky tire patch bad relationship patch how do you patch that babies that's a big that's a great fix yeah i think so i think it works um i am very excited for our guest today um We have Allie Gertz, who is a singer, songwriter, and comedian. Hi, Allie. Hello. Uh, You're the best. You're the best. But also, I'm the best. Yeah, you are. (laughs) (laughs) Also, Dave is the best. Dave is the best. Dave is just okay. I'm fine. Thanks for being on the show. (laughs) Hey, thanks for having me on the show. Yeah. Do you like relationships and food? (laughs) I like one more than the other. Which? Guess. Food. (laughs) It's food. (laughs) I think that's the right answer. That's the right answer. I've never avoided food. I'm never not... I'm never like, I'm not eating right now. Like, I'm taking a break from eating. Uh, (laughs) I'm not ready for food right now. uh, I just need to take time, focus on myself. Just not eat at all. (laughs) I think... In um, this town, I mean, sometimes. I gotta be honest, I have taken a break from food before. I'm not gonna open E24 on my phone at all. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna delete it off my phone. So I just don't... No more Postmates. No, no. No more Instacart. Postmates is Tinder. Oh, it is. Postmates is Tinder. Wait, what does that explain that? Just the immediacy, just like I need something right now. Like I don't really, like these are my options. Like Mm -hmm. I could go out to a good restaurant, aka a relationship. Or (laughs) I could just have like the best of that delivered to me right away. And the fee, you know, it could be all kinds of things. Yeah, and sometimes the fee is a little bit less. Like there's like a cheaper one. Yeah. There's like the $4.99 favorites. We all know what those guys are like. (laughs) Uh, Also $4.99. Yeah, Yeah. also exactly that. (laughs) Um, Four foot nine. Yep. (laughs) 4.9. Yeah, 4.9. We get it. Yeah. <laughs> Just for the people like me who took a second to figure out what you guys were talking about. <laughs> Not to force a metaphor, but huh? Oh, no. Now I get it. Yeah. Everyone will get it. Want to guess my SAT scores? <laughs> Is it 499? Yeah. Yeah. Combined. He, combined. He did only one half of the SATs <laughs> and did them poorly. I was like, oh, math? Nah. No, no, no. No, thank you. Verbal I'll, only. Yeah. I'll do the words. Verbal only. That's like... A great name for a patch. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a t-shirt. This is verbal only. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I feel like I, I have a pattern where uh, every time I'm newly single, I go on Tinder for one day and then I delete it off my phone, which is what I just did earlier this week. Oh, wow. I just can't. I can't commit to that app because no. I don't. It doesn't ever make me feel good. 
but it does make me feel like I enjoy seeing people's faces because then I know that they, we all are existing in the world. Yeah. You know, like if I'm in my room alone, I'm like, oh man, being single recently is weird. I'm going to look at uh, 60 pictures of a, of uh, f- women's faces and then I'm going to delete this phone, uh, this app and throw my phone across the room. Yeah. I think probably a lot of people do that. I had Tinder for like two days and I freaked. I freaked. It stressed me out. Like it actually made me feel like people were seeing stuff they shouldn't see. It made me feel very vulnerable. What were they seeing? Like my face. <laughs> you didn't want to give them access to your face. No, I was like, I don't want people to know that I'm looking for love in the saddest <laughs> place on earth. Like I didn't want, I didn't like the fact that people knew. It made me feel very vulnerable. Have you done Tinder? I've been on some type of online dating since I was 17 years old. No way. And Is yes. there an age requirement? Like 18. You, oh, so, so you, you know, lied. You lied, yes. Um. I have always had an OkCupid account. I've had various names. I My old band name was Cosby Sweater, um, R.I.P., uh, yeah. for good reasons. <laughs> yeah, we, good um, we can't stand behind him. Yeah, not at all. Uh, but that was originally my, it was my OkCupid name before it was my band name. Oh, and, wow. Um, yeah, obviously, I, I wanted to not be attracting people that thought that name was funny anymore. So yeah. I changed it. Now my username is Could Eat at Arby's, which is a uh, fun <laughs> oh. Simpsons. <laughs> I get so many messages about roast beef. Oh, <laughs> like, my Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, could that be more perfect for this podcast? Wow! <laughs> what are the lines that you get about roast beef? Oh, um, do you want to know? Uh, yeah, is there anything less sexy than a first sentence to someone being something about roast beef? <laughs> it's the worst because people are are obviously making vagina jokes, of yeah. course, out the gate, talking about like the various dipping sauces that they're gonna put on it or just like you know i like that moist <laughs> roast beef uh or they'll i also get a lot of people that are just like you would love nihilist arby's twitter account i'm just like well then i'll date him instead of you <laughs> why are you pointing me to someone else's comedy yeah um but so i've had these accounts i've had tinder i have bumble i have um hinge I have, uh, I had one of the lesbian ones. I, I've had all of them. Okay. However, I've probably gone on three dates out of my entire time. Mostly I use the online dating stuff for ego boosts and for <laughs> screen capping really ridiculous conversations. Um, eventually I will uh, do something with all of them because yeah. I have years of what I think shots. are very funny interactions. I've seen some of yours on Facebook and they're amazing. Um, I think that's probably the best way to use those apps because I think if you're actually, if you actually have some sort of intention mm-hmm. besides just like, I'm just on this because it's fun, casual yes. and whatever. I think if you actually have some sort of intention, it probably feels how it felt to me, which is panicky. It feels like people are coming at you from all angles and it feels like a little bit overwhelming. It almost feels like a second job. Definitely. Like it feels like a lot, but I like the way you're using it where it's like playful and casual. And then if you really want to meet someone, you will. Absolutely. And what's funny is that I have, because I post so many screen grabs of ridiculous conversations that I have, some people wonder like, okay, well, is this entirely a joke? Like, are you even looking for a relationship? Are you looking for love? Like, what is your angle here? Are you just trolling? Yeah. And the truth is, is I have my profile filled out in a way that I think is a good representation of me. And that says, you know, this is kind of who I am. So 
it would be really cool if I somehow did meet someone that I found attractive on this horrible, horrible website. Yeah. Um, it hasn't <laughs> happened yet. Uh, if it did, I'd be more than thrilled about it. Yeah. Um, it I don't can. really see it happening. But, it can. And it might. Yeah. Um, you know, I've I've been on a couple dates from Tinder that went great and turned into longer things. Um, and that was better because it was very like, okay, we're both attracted to each other. Let's just go get a drink. And then it became like, oh, let's keep getting drinks or let's maybe turn this into something more. Yeah. But uh, having low expectations has made it. So it's only a positive in my life. And I love that. At least a source of entertainment or ego boost. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And we all need those, both of those things. I crave them. Me if too. I like, that's the reason that I post anything on Instagram is just like, well, I feel empty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Time to post something and get people liking it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There have been so many times where I've posted a photo on Instagram and all I want to write under it is I need all the attention. I do write that. Yeah. Like, my captions are so candid. It's yeah. Like basically, I think you and I do have a similar feeling of vulnerability and fear of, you know, people knowing what we really want and who we really are. My tactic of dealing with it has always been putting all of my cards on the table so I could just, I mean, which actually is a little bit of keeping people at arm's length by saying, see how crazy I am? You don't want a piece of crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but it's also, you know, I, for me, it's much more comfortable for like, I don't know, it feels better letting everyone know everything about me than yeah. worrying that I have any secrets that if they find them out later, they'll think I'm a monster. I'd rather they know I'm a monster out front and then it's better for me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's why this podcast is called I Burn Everything, <laughs> for sure. Um, so speaking of being a monster. Yes. Because I've described myself as a monster. I'm in a relationship now, which is a goddamn miracle. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, but I've described myself before as a monster who just like dates. And then when I'm the second, I'm like, ah, I'm good. I just get out. Oh yeah. I'm, I just, I know myself and I'm very instinctual and I'm also very, um, clear on what I want. Well, also if you, you know, in terms of food, like once something starts to burn, you're not going to leave it in the oven and see if it gets better. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you'd right? think you wouldn't do that, but I've probably left a couple of <laughs> cakes in there a little long you yeah let the smoke billow and yeah then you open it and you go oh, look there's smoke and then you maybe close Some it yeah. for a while well you let know it, let new smoke accrue <laughs> and you open it take it out put it put it like on top of like on the put it on top uh let that let it cool off then it's like a charred mess. Yeah. Next day, you put it back in the oven. Because you, you don't want to like, look at it. No. Put it back in the oven. Maybe put it on a lower heat, but it's still burnt. And then two years later, you're like, that was a mistake. Yeah, and it wasn't ever cooked on the inside. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, and with a cake, uh, you know, you're able to add a lot of stuff on top of it that makes it look really nice and pretty. And mm -hmm. people, like, enjoy it. And they like that it's a cake. They're just like, hey, well, it's a cake. You yeah. know, everybody loves cake. Yeah. You're supposed to have a cake. Yes. Yeah, just put a little <laughs> You're supposed to want cake. Yeah. Everyone wants cake. <laughs> sure, maybe I want pie sometimes, but yeah. this is cake. Yeah. It's a cake world. Yeah, there's no, uh, nobody's okay with you not wanting cake. Everybody <laughs> wants cake. You can get a little more serious with the cake. Eventually, you're going to want cupcakes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those tiny cakes. Yeah, and then they grow up to be bigger cakes. And, and then, then you have leave. to sit with them for forever. <laughs> yeah, but then they leave the house and they go off to cake school <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, yeah in terms of the you know 
Stevie, you pull the you you kind of pull the plug. You know what's good. Yeah, you know, in I do that now too. But in the past, like I stayed in a relationship one year longer than I wanted to, and I knew because we tried to break up, yeah. and then a year later we were still living together. And you know, in those periods, I remember feeling like, well, maybe this is what happiness is. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe this is how it's supposed to taste. Like maybe I even if it's not, maybe this is what I deserve. And wow. it's this really. Uh, amazing experience to suddenly be very good at knowing like nope this is not what it's supposed to taste like and I know what I like now and yeah maybe it's going to be harder to find something because I know what I want and I'm not really settling as much but at least I know that when I get it it'll be good yeah absolutely do you have maybe like a more tangible idea of what it is you want or is it just more like you know what you don't want I think it's more of learning more and more what I don't want um, or what I am willing to compromise and expect to get out of it. Um, I've been single in terms of not being in a committed uh, monogamous relationship for two years, which has been like really all over the place. Like the first time it was like, I'm single for the first time in five years and I'm, you know, I was 22 at that point. So it was kind of crazy for me. And it was also when I first joined the um, comedy scene and I just was kind of like dating Almost anyone, because it was very fun for me. I had never done that in high school or college, so it was like, great, this, all the time, forever. Yeah, Um, and it's fun to indulge in that kind of behavior, especially when you know you want nothing. But you're just like, I just want to date anyone and play play whatever games I'm going to play. Oh, yeah. And I... <laughs> I <laughs> you, that was... Uh, I'm for a the monster. listeners, uh, Stevie is <laughs> twiddling her thumbs like Mr. Burns. <laughs> uh, no, um, yeah, and if you're going to dabble and indulge, a bunch of goofball idiot comedians are... Uh, it's a great playing field. It is. Well, you know, it. it's funny because uh, friends of mine, female friends of mine that aren't in the comedy scene or know really kind of what it is would ask, like, why do you only date comedians? Um, and it, that was before I had really seen recognized the pattern. Oh, yeah, everyone I date is a stand-up. I had not thought of that before, which seems silly. It's more just that the the traits that I look for in, in people, especially for shorter term, but also sometimes longer, are ones I tend to find in comedians. They're like what? They're extroverted. They're mm-hmm. able to be on stage. Um, they're driven. They got there. They're wanting something more. Um, obviously, funny, intelligent. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the time, it was more just like, well, these people also don't really have time for relationships. And that's kind of what I want is yeah. someone who is putting all like they are their first priority which works for me who is also my first priority at this time yeah Mm -hmm. so when i had dated um people that aren't in the scene at all um there would be kind of a jealousy or a uh, a lot of hurt feelings of like they see me going to parties and they don't see that that's kind of part of the job yeah or that I want it to be part of the job. It's fun for me. I like yeah. going out. It, it's And I, I would like to be able to do that without hurting the person I'm with. So in that amount of time, I've just been kind of trying to find like who works with me in that way. And yeah. that, that's been a good thing. And it makes sense that a comedian would work well with you because they just innately get it. I think that's like what's hard about because people ask me the same thing. Why do you always date comedians? Why do you always date um 
people that are actors or whatever it is. And it's the same thing. They just get it. They Absolutely. get it better. They don't make me explain myself. I don't have to tell you what sides are. I don't have to tell <laughs> I don't have to tell you about my audition. You get that I'm doing that stuff on a daily basis. Right. There's a nice understanding. Also, funny guys are the best. I uh you know, I've never been with someone who isn't extremely funny, so I couldn't say that I know what it's like to I have. Be on the opposite. Oh my god. <laughs> Wait, how how long did that last? Ooh, two months. I how? don't even know how I did. I'm not gonna I'm going to try and be very discreet here because I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. His name is. <laughs> <laughs> we get his social security number. Absolutely. Okay. I am going to uh, scan a picture of his driver's license for oh, the good, 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 good. front of this podcast. Um, <laughs> he, you know, what's interesting is it was at such a weird point in my life where I was very open to anything. It was it. right. So you're like kind of, um, I, w I swing. I tend to do this thing that I describe as swinging, which is I date a guy who's really funny and really this and really like uh, open and extroverted. And then when that doesn't work out, I go to I need an introverted, non-funny guy. Like I go the exact opposite. Are you like that with voting? Like you, you go. Uh, <laughs> no, oh thank no. God. Who are you for next year? <laughs> oh no, I voted Ted Cruz, baby. <laughs> no, I promise to keep voting correctly, and by correctly, I mean very liberally. Yeah. Um. Uh. And yeah, he was not funny at all, but I fell in love with his vulnerability and his sweetness. And his sort of like goofiness, he was like goofy in a weird way, but I thought it would be fine. And then as like about a month into it and he kept sending me spiritual quotes, this is not, <laughs> this is not a joke. Oh, we've talked about this. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. He sent me a ton of spiritual quotes about like moths and how they fly to the light. And he's like, it's a metaphor. And then he sent me a picture of a moth flying to light. And I'm like, no, it's fucking literal. It's not, <laughs> that's not a goddamn metaphor. It like lit a fire inside of me. I don't know why it made and me so angry. And moths are attracted to fire. Mm -hmm. So it's really beautiful. Maybe it is and a metaphor. Fire, <laughs> and fire and fire burns everything. Yeah, hey Thanks, that's what our show. Goodbye. Um, anyway, it's only been eighteen minutes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we have a long time to go. Um, <laughs> but like one of my destructive patterns, and that the thing I do is this sort of swinging thing, right? Mm. This sort of like very destructive. This didn't work, so I'm going to try the exact opposite, which cannot possibly be a good pattern because it's all over the place and it's not in alignment with who I am at all. It's just in reaction to other people. Do you have any very specific like destructive dating patterns that you do? For a while, I was just so interested in kind of almost reaching a number. Like I was kind of dating in the way that a lot of dudes are portrayed in in movies in high school is doing just kind of like I want to I want to sleep with as many people as I can mm. um and when I first like <clears throat> when I first got out here that was kind of what I wanted like it made me feel really good like powerful too right yeah totally and I you know it's funny because I'm definitely very femme and I'm you know uh, I guess the phrase heteroflexible is how I identify if I had to mm -hmm. um but I do I have always felt very masculine in my dating and romance you know patterns like I've always been the person to ask the guy out or the girl out and um I just prefer it that way yeah and well, it's uh, your choice that way too exactly you're not the victim of someone pursuing you exactly and like I've always been kind of and this is 100% a self-esteem thing but like I'm definitely thrown off by someone that would ask me out 
Hmm. And I'm kind of just like, oh, you have problems. <laughs> like, oh, my God. <laughs> so, Wait. Is, so is, <laughs> would you say that liking you is a turnoff? Yes. That's, okay. That's the re- I, I made a joke about it that that's why uh, Tinder doesn't work for me because as soon as I know that they find me attractive, all bets are off. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Because <laughs> I like oh to God. pursue people. Like, And that's, you know, the thing is, is fortunately this is this is subsided. I've kind of gotten a lot of this out of my system but at, at the beginning when I had just I'd only been in like one relationship before and it lasted for five years lived together had cats together and that started in high school yeah that started in high school wow that's rare yeah and what's so funny what I know and what's funny is that like I really wanted to be a grown up and I really wanted to like, you know, just have jazz playing while we're cooking our top ramen and like <laughs> <laughs> like this I really, really <laughs> I really wanted to be a grown up. And um, you know, when you're with someone that long that doesn't have a future, eventually all the best parts kind of turn into something else. It becomes more of a friendship. You're not sleeping together, it's more brotherly, sisterly. Um and there's still so much love there that you're kind of just like, well, but why would I ever give this up? Like, I know that it's not quite as exciting, but I love this person. We should stay together. I mean, it's comfort food. It's very much just like, well, you know, maybe this is slowly killing me with calories, but it's, (laughs) it's familiar and I like it and it's easy to make. And uh, I have so many ingredients. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And eventually um, I realized that I would, rather risk the stability um so that i could have something great even if that meant it might also be horrible and so i just kind of up and left and it was like two days before christmas and uh i didn't have like a place to live because we were living together and i didn't have like a job uh but like i got um uh, i leased a car and then i drove up the coast and (laughs) did a finding myself trip and Mm then decided to live in LA and it was insane. And and then it started this whole kind of like, I could do anything. I'm single. I could, you know, I could do all these things and try to be this extroverted person. And um, it's funny because you do eventually just admit to yourself like, oh, well, I'm an introvert. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what? Um, so that wasn't in Los Angeles? That was. So oh. Long Beach. Well, sorry. Long Beach is where um, I'm from and where this relationship took place. And, you know, um, it's not geographically so, you know, big or different, but it is so different emotionally, like especially like the comedy scene versus where I grew up in Long Beach, which was very Orange County, very like tan and blonde and like everyone's very just you know oc mm-hmm. and then here just everyone is brilliant and funny and amazing whereas like the the guy i was dating was the only smart and funny person i knew which is kind of why i wanted to stay with them because i didn't have this assurance that there would be another funny person yeah. then i come here and every person is funny every person the is that yeah. yeah and that's how you end up accidentally dating three guys on the same sketch group yeah and, uh, <laughs> like <laughs> there, was, there was a moment like pretty early on because like I didn't know who anybody <laughs> was relative to each other yeah and there was a time where like I was hitting on one guy um and then went back to his house and then another guy that I had been hitting on the night before was there and was like why are you here and then I saw a picture of them on the refrigerator <laughs> and realized they lived together and I was, oh, man. <laughs> I was very much um woken up by that but didn't Stop. And no. then I proceeded to date one other person on that team. So it was very fun. What a um, great sketch team. If you picked all of them, yeah. then this must have been a killer sketch team. Um, but was it? <laughs> I mean, the, the, I did date someone on, on your shirt. Uh, 
Sorry, we don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> if we don't say any words, we don't have to bleep any words. Yeah, no. We all just sit here in silence for a moment. <laughs> uh, I have, well, this, um, I, I, I've been, I feel like, so it's interesting that you dated uh, exclusively comedians for a while. And, and you, the way you speak about the community is, is great because it's been, I mean, I lived here for 10 years and I got my start at Upper Citizens Brigade and that's how I met my former writing partner. It's why I have a career at all. Um, but I do, there was just a part, uh, a period of time when I guess we were just going to a lot of parties and I felt like it was becoming very, not homogenized, but. I guess whatever part of it is self-deprecating, but I started and it's funny that it's this podcast is food related because after a while I was just myself included. I was like, man, every white male comedian just looks like a potato. <laughs> and I like posted a picture of, I like tweeted a picture of a potato and I'm like, every comedian looks like this. Imagine this potato wearing a plaid shirt. And his name is Matt. Waiting, yeah. waiting to get up at an open <laughs> or mic. Mike. Or Mike or Chris. And yeah. like everybody that liked it was female and everybody that didn't like it in tweet at me was a dude who was a male comedian. Of course. And who looked like that potato. And I was like, you're just a potato with a beard. You're just a potato with glasses. I'm just a Jewish potato. Like this is yeah. what... But it's and like, you all have the same potato coloring. Like <laughs> most of the guys have that sort of potato coloring hair. Yeah. It's like almost brown. <laughs> They're like not super committed to being brown yet. You know? Uh, Just like everything, they can't commit to their own hair color. Yeah. That's oh. beautiful. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> oh boy. Or so I've heard. I don't yeah. know. I never tried to date a white male comedian, but I assume no, it would be I a have. nightmare. It's not too bad. I, I've had the, I think I've had a little bit of the opposite experience of a lot of people where, um, I am a lot like Allie in that uh, I like to date. It's I, fun to date. Oh man, it's the best. And wow, guys, I, and I, I sincerely miss it. So. What? I just don't think it's that fun. But I, I, I'm, I respect you because I, I know you think it's fun. Yeah, we we do. We think it's way fun. It's What's, all about how you do it. And I do think you know, as as much as I want to not gender anything like I do think that it's different um if because it's more I have not found many people that are upset that I'm not looking for a relationship because that tends to be this the feelings are reciprocated um when I have dated women they have been more prone to be sad that I wasn't looking for something more serious because it's usually in my experience it was more emotionally charged than sexually or just let's have fun um, granted those are the types of women that I was drawn to and the types of men that I was drawn to but I found that that was kind of happening yeah. more and more yeah. and um, <laughs> the first time that I ever dated a woman I it kind of changed everything for me and um I just, you know, I definitely felt like I don't want to ever hurt you ever. And, Aww. you know, whereas when I dated men, like I didn't. It didn't matter. I didn't really think about <laughs> it. Like I, I did. That's how I feel about men. Like, yeah. I'm like, I don't care if I hurt you. Like, and not because I'm a mean person, but because I'm like, you're used to this. And like. Right. And also, you're going to be fine. Yeah. You'll always be okay. You'll always be okay. I, I can imagine not, I, especially because women tend to be, not always. Yeah. More vulnerable, more open. Yes. Easily. I connect way better with women. Yeah. Then, and men always have this sort of like, ugh, you know, there's layer. Whatever. Upon, yeah, I don't care. Like, it's Just sort of kidding. like. <laughs> I mean, it's, you're you know, not men wrong. are stupid, you know. <laughs> Everything you're saying is correct. Is yeah. well, we were just, we were just uh, talking in the car earlier, Stevie and I, about um, specifically a, a, 
ending something when you're not into it or when you're not feeling it or when you don't you realize you don't like someone and how that can kind of blindside you or come at any like on either side it you it can come out of nowhere that you're broken up with or it can come out of nowhere that you just realize i can't do this anymore and we were saying that when somebody beats around the bush and doesn't come out and say it uh it's not so much that you're that you're afraid of hurting that person it's because you're Afraid you can't, of not being liked. Yeah, you can't you can't bring yourself to say those things. So you invent yeah. you become an inventor where where you'll say anything except I realize I'm not attracted to you anymore, or we don't have an emotional connection. You'll yeah. say, like, I'm just in a transitional period of my life where right now there's just a lot of stuff I need. Yeah, like, you'll not. make it circumstantial yeah. versus I yeah, I agree. You make it so I had one guy. I was telling Dave in the car because we like to drive together. Um, <laughs> we're kind of neighbors. We're a neighbors. Um, I was telling him that one guy broke up with me and was like, I was like, honestly, you can just say you don't like me. Like, I, because it got, he was just fluffing around and I was just like, just say you don't like me because that's what's happening and that's really okay. And he was like, well, you think that's it? And I was like, oh my God. You think that's it? <laughs> yes. Are you kidding? Yes, I think that's it. And yes, you don't like me. And yes, that's okay. And I'm a human and I'm very, very, uh, I bounce back quickly. Mm -hmm. Just say the thing. Yeah. And I think that's sort of like, uh, I think that need to be liked when you're dating, right? I think we want people to like us and then we want to decide if we like them and then we end it. But I don't feel that same thing where I'm like, I need you to like me after I end it. I know you're going to be mad at me when I end it probably. Especially most dudes tend to be very angry when you end something. Even if you end it the way, very honestly, I've told guys before like, hey, I met someone else. I'm really sorry. I'm going to pursue that. The, you don't make friends doing that. What kind of anger do you like? What what form does it take? Is it angry text or is it just a furrowed brow or scowly uh, subtweets? Imagine every oh, the subtweets. Oh, uh, too many. <laughs> I, had a, I had a cute one the other day. You did. <laughs> what was it? Uh, well, I just uh, recently, I guess you could say, got out of a relationship you did. because it sounds a lot better than straight up dumped. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think it's. I do. I just for some reason, I think it's really funny. Because I've had so many uh, murky relationships that ended, but then they didn't really end, and they took forever to end, or or, or or I ended it, or it just was mutual. But it's I think it's just so funny when when you don't see it coming because it's like it really hadn't happened to me before, like this year, where at least you can see it coming. Yeah. But it, when someone's just like, "Hey, can I come over?" and you're like, "Well, that's weird." It's like seven p.m. Do you want to get dinner? No. Can I just come over right now? And you're like, ah. "Okay." <laughs> uh, but yeah, I didn't. It, it was very. Um, it was super uh, nice. It was just saying nice things to each other, which I think I'm, I think unless it's a, a fiery, super passionate thing, I don't really feel the need to, it was funny because as soon as she left, I was like, oh, that's kind of shitty. But for the 20, I mean, I, I kind of yada yada at her because we, we've been on and off. So uh, when when she started saying, I just, you know, I, she just was saying a lot of really nice things to me and about me. And I was like, I know you like, I know it's fine. We, we yeah. have a great time. I know you're attracted to me. It's fine. But just like, it's, we don't, it doesn't we don't need, need to, we don't, this too. if you don't like someone enough to, because relationships are optional. Yeah. Very. And you, I always have, you can't like lose sight of that because if you feel awful about breaking up with someone, you shouldn't, because if you stay with someone you don't like, you're going to start 
I mean, the microaggressions are going to become macroaggressions and yeah. you're just going to fight. Like I'm not a fighter and I, ne- me and this person have never even had an argument except for when we were breaking up, which it doesn't even count because no. it was either, it was it one sounded of us- like a really nice breakup. Yeah. But I hate that. I, <laughs> I, I hate that idea of it being like, oh, but you're wonderful and you're so talented and you're going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, I know. I want to just be like, yeah, shut up. I don't care. I don't care about all your things that you think that are nice about me. You don't have feelings for me or you don't like me enough. Let's keep it at that. That's Let's- sort of what I said. Yeah. Slightly nicer. I was like, I, I would have been know, aggressive. I get it. I get it. I, you're great too. She's like, and I want to work with you. I'm like, we no, will. just shut fine. up. It's fine. It's yeah. great. We're going to, I want you in my life. Uh. Be in my life. It's fine. Uh. <laughs> she did. I will, but I will say she did give me permission to delete the very recent, very uh, overtly romantic uh, Instagram pictures, but she sort of, but she sort of posed it uh, as like, "You can if you want." And I was like, "Yeah, I probably will do that." <laughs> I kind of don't want. I don't want to telegraph to people that we're still together because we're not. No. And a, Instagram is just a giant billboard for yourself. So yes. I would like the world to know that, you're that I am a single man who's fostering a puppy. Yes, <laughs> and you but are I, you are a magnet. For women now. But I what I will say is I do not like my least favorite Instagram style is uh single anyone. It's usually guy because guys are disgusting. Single guy gets a dog to boost his Instagram likes. Oof. And I was like, and I signed up to foster this dog before I was ceremoniously dumped. And so I was like, we're gonna co-parent. And now I'm <laughs> and now I'm posting pictures of myself somberly with love looking into a puppy's eyes. And I'm like, God damn it. But also it's a pretty good picture. And well, do it do it for yourself, not yeah. the likes. I also think that you just love animals. I've always known that you love animals. Nothing in me thinks that you would foster a puppy to be considered an Instagram hero. No. I would I would yeah, I'll, I'll be I would love to be a <laughs> I would love to figure out what would co- constitute an Instagram hero. Would be <laughs> Let's figure it out. <laughs> How would you guys become Instagram heroes? I think I'd do a lot of volunteer work and post it every day. Oh, I think I think I'd be giving blood way more often than you should. That, that is <laughs> sub- posting that, about it. That's a subcategory. Until you of... end up fainting. <laughs> yeah, until I, and they do say you lose like a pound every time you give blood. Until I'm like Damn. just completely drained. <laughs> it's a good diet. Just a skeleton. Yeah. It's my favorite diet. It's painful. What a selfish reason to give blood. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I've seen some philanthropic egomania on Instagram. I have to say something. Please. I. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a funny thing to say on your own podcast. <laughs> Clear the Into way. Into a microphone. Clear the way. <laughs> this is going to have something to say. This is going to be a shock, but I'm going to say words now. <laughs> I hope. I hope picture. I hope people are picturing me like on an empty stage with like <laughs> like ten people in the audience saying, "I have to say something now." Single spotlight. With a gavel. Um, I think it's okay to do volunteer work. And if you have to post it on Instagram to make yourself feel good, great. Uh, I think do it no matter what and post it if you want to. I think either way it does good. Yeah, of course. I, but I do like that you said, I think it's okay to do volunteer work. Like as if there are people that think it's bad to do volunteer work. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That was worded very poorly. No, no matter I, what I, people say, I think it's, it's fine. fine. I, like I, help people if you, if you have want. to. I know, I, I know exactly the spirit in which that was intended and I totally agree. Thank you. But I, I was... I did too, but I wanted to make fun of you. I think that was the better (laughs) choice. (laughs) Um, Okay. So you're recently broken up with. (laughs) Gently. You were recently Uh very gently broken up with, which I hate 
gentle breakups. But but also uh, to call it gentle, I mean, there was no way to misconstrue it because I've had the I've had breakups so gentle that then we just keep dating for another year. That's exactly that's too yeah. gentle. Yeah, my last see if we're talking about destructive patterns, my last two relationships have been nothing but repeat business. Like it's been, you know how, um, mm. uh, I don't know what, what's a good example. Like when Blockbuster was going out of business, they by would, the way, they were, I worked there. Which oh. one in Hollywood? Uh, oh, no, this is in Long Beach. Our engineer <laughs> Joanna worked there too. Okay. Best job ever. She was fifteen. That's you, you have to be eighteen when I started. Damn. She had a work permit very early. <laughs> so when that store went out of business, it started and it was twenty percent off everything in the store. Yeah. Then it was forty, then fifty, and then it just went up until it was like eighty percent off, and they were selling, you know, the shelves too. And I feel like every single time we got back together, it like it kind of mm. cheapened. It was like everything's gotta go <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. and i don't i don't know when i became that i mean i know when i became that person but it was it was the last two where i ne- i was never like that before i was yeah. always it was always very black and white and now i just think there's something i almost think it's funny to 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 keep just, going back i don't even it is not, kind of funny to some degree but you know what i think it's very destructive oh yeah i i have a belief and it is very black and white And I try not to have these very black and white beliefs because nothing in life is black and white. But I have a belief that if it doesn't work out once, it'll never work out again. Like I, my, I'm just always like, I'm not giving it a second try. Like once I'm done, I am done. I think that's I'm aggressive with it. I just, when I lose attraction to somebody, granted, the people that I tend to date are so looks, sorry, looks like secondary personality first that they're not often attractive by their looks alone. Potatoes. So exactly. So as soon as I as soon as I lose attraction because they said like one wrong thing, I just can never see them sexually again. Um, unless there's unless it's you know five or ten years later and like there have been there's been a lot of personal growth. Yeah. I can't imagine. But the thing is, is I date old anyway. So ten years from now, it's not going to look good. Yeah. So it's just <laughs> yeah. You know, go, you don't want to wait that long. <laughs> you don't have that. that you date old, wait, meaning you date. Yeah. How than old? Yourself. Um. So the last person that I dated, um, closest to a relationship I've been in in a long time, um, was fifty three. Oh. And I'm I'm twenty four. Yes. Um. But, you know, that was actually really nice and it was good and casual and it just kind of, kind of like just dissolved. Like there wasn't ever any really like big talk. It was kind of just like, yeah, we, I think we both just went our own ways and that's nice. So we still text each other and it's still very like friendly. We like each other's Instagrams. It's very like, that's nice. Cool. And like for me, like I knew that it was done and I think he also knows that it's done and there's no it wasn't for any reason I think it just kind of fell into place that way and it yeah. it worked out great so that's, I, perfect. that's how I like to to end where it just kind of like it just fades and, and it's not even ignoring. and everyone acknowledges it yeah, yeah exactly no. it's not like you know oh one day she just stopped texting me it was just kind of like oh yeah I think we just wanted do our own things yeah also it's easy when people are both in touring relationships like yeah. you go away and then that's i always kind of like it when someone goes on a tour or i go on a tour because it kind of implies like well that they're going away to college you yep. guys are not gonna goodbye <laughs> it kind of implies yeah. a gentle goodbye <laughs> yeah well is it implied like do you, is that is is that ever something that you have to explicitly make sure because like, if i want to stay with them yeah. if i really liked somebody and i really wanted to see 
where things went. I would absolutely make an effort. Yeah. Um, so something that's funny is, you know, you guys were talking about that, um, that idea of saying like, I'm not looking for something right now. I'm not this right now. I'm not this right now in, in a way of gently letting someone down. It's funny as someone who so often does that, um, out the gate to believe that completely, to completely believe the words I'm saying and then meet somebody that I do want a relationship and realize I really just wasn't attracted to those people in the way that I am this person. And turns out I'm so down for a relationship, just not with any of those guys. Yeah. 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 Yes. It's a very different thing, right? I like it was eye opening. Like it kind of blew me away. Yeah. Because I used to feel the same way you did. I would always be like, I'm not interested in a relationship. No, that wasn't actually it. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not interested in dating you. I'm not interested (laughs) in having a relationship with you. I am, however, interested in meeting someone that I'm interested in. (laughs) And having a relationship with him. (laughs) That would be the most devastating thing to hear over like a 3 p.m. coffee that you instigated. If you said that to me and we had been dating for two weeks, I would be like, okay. And then just walk into the ocean. Uh, But, but, but that's so direct. I, yeah, I always, I think, I think that, I think that approach, I think it's a great approach. Like I do too. And I also, and I also think it's, it's the kind of thing that it really shows a, like you you're starting to know yourself because I, I i call that uh you aren't until you are because when someone says i'm not looking for a relationship i you always fill in with you with slash with me yeah. like it's always i do think it's implied because i've heard that a couple times and i've given that out a couple times and i think there's nothing wrong with leading with that because it sets a baseline of not Hey, you better really impress me, but just let's enjoy this for what it is. Yes. Yeah, let's have fun with this, which and I then, think is the best way to do it. And then it yeah. almost feels like a, a a wonderful if it if if then three weeks later you wake up on a Sunday morning and you're like, hey, let's get brunch. And you're like, did I just say that? Are we gonna <laughs> spend extra time? Oh. Yeah. And then you just it's almost like you tricked yourself into a relationship, which is fun because sometimes you your brain needs that. Yeah. Well, and you started it um, the way a lot of good things start which is with zero expectations so if it's so leads, much better yeah so if it leads to something wonderful great because it it did that naturally i have i have another question for you i want to speak again <laughs> <laughs> i'm going to allow you to speak. i allow it i need we're to both re- allowing it okay great um so we talked a little bit about destructive relationship patterns and we all have some strange ones um what about destructive food patterns so for the last um like three months or i guess a month ago for three months, I was sober. Um, mm. I stopped drinking because I thought that I might have a drinking problem. And it didn't resemble the type of alcoholism I've seen in others. Um, it was my own personal, like, man, I really should look into this before it possibly gets worse. And I would much rather do this as a 24-year-old than um, a 54-year-old. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> when I stopped drinking, it was very, very, like, I have to look at why I wanted a drink in the first place. And what am I satiating when I have a drink? And Mm. it was usually anxiety. And it was usually a very strong desire to self-destruct. So I would know that my limit was X number of, uh, you know, stone delicious IPAs. Yeah. Um, And I would happily exceed it because I felt like, oh, I just really want to fuck myself up. And Mm. I was the same with like, um, oh, I need to go on a date this second and would text somebody that I've hooked up with in the past or just random Tinder person. Yeah. And um, it's very impulsive behavior. 
Absolutely. And yeah. so while I was waning off of alcohol, um, I immediately recognized that I was doing the same thing with food. I instantly went just like, well, we're going to have the biggest burrito that we could find <laughs> and we're going to put French fries in it and we're going to like get the giant Diet Coke and we're going to do, I deserve this. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not drinking. I deserve this. I'm not dating. I deserve this. And so I realized that I was also like really binging on food. And fortunately, because I was so prepared to kind of look at myself in a way that would possibly change, I mean, did change my entire life, but could have lasted forever. I was pretty quick to see this is a problem. Yeah. This is the same thing. Alcohol isn't the problem. Food isn't the problem. I'm the problem. What is the problem? If you're the problem, what's that thing underneath? The thing is just that I felt like I should feel pain or I felt like I should feel, it felt like I was underperforming in some area in my life Mm -hmm. and therefore um, deserved to gain weight or deserved to look bad, which is something funny because like when I'm miserable, um, all, all hygiene, all cute clothes, all that go out the window. I start wearing baseball hats and like very like, which Sounds now, cute now, I wear them, now I wear them in a cute way. Now, <laughs> now I figured out how to do it with the dress. But I, you know, I just kind of was punishing myself um, with something I was already insecure about, which is my appearance. Mm. Feeling like, you know what? People don't find me attractive. So therefore I'm going to be 10 times less attractive or I'm worried about my weight. So I'm going to gain weight. Yeah. Sort of self-fulfilling prophecy. Absolutely. And do you think it, because I can relate to this very much. Um, I I was raised by two addicts, so I have very addictive tendencies um, by nature. And while I don't really dabble in alcohol or drugs, uh, it manifests in other places. And um, I figured out for me that my need to go on a date right now or have sex right now or fulfill this thing or eat or not eat. Yeah. Not eating makes me feel very powerful and I've ha- I've struggled with that for a while. Um, but I figured out that it's just a general discomfort. The moment I feel a little uncomfortable, just a tiny bit uncomfortable, and I sit in that silence, it's usually when it gets quiet mm-hmm. is when I fill it with something that makes me feel that sort of like it's sort of that drug you and i if i can say so are control freaks Mm -hmm. i am a control freak i'll say that about me no for sure you can say that about me you seem like very similar in this way yeah that's why we show up on time everywhere yeah exactly yeah Uh, because you have you have a ability to immediately change things it's the same reason people get haircuts when they're depressed because they need to do something different about their appearance or diet or something um and it's something that is highly destructive that I have been keeping a very close eye on and have been much happier once I realized like, oh, I don't need to do that. Because once I, you know, became aware of it, I let myself sit through the discomfort yes. instead of drinking it away or eating it away or yeah. fucking it away. And then... I realized at the end of it, I'm fine. And it's also not that uncomfortable, right? It's really not. For the first moment of feeling that discomfort, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. (laughs) And then the next moment is okay. Yeah. Sitting through the discomfort and asking yourself, I sit through it now also. And then I ask myself, what do you really want? Yes. And you know what? You know what's so crazy? The answer is usually a hug. Yes. I usually just need a hug. I need like physical contact and I'll go ask for it or I'll go get it. Yeah, you are also like me in that we are able to ask for what we need. Yeah. You know, um, being able to say just like, 
I really need a friend right now. I really need someone to talk to right now. Those mm-hmm. things have been really good. Yeah. And self-nourishing, I think, has been great with food, with relationships, with, you know, bubble baths, with going to the spa, yeah. just doing things that, like, you know, are Treat good yourself. for you. It's true. I Googled the other day uh, and my therapist applauded me. I Googled self-soothing <laughs> because I needed new ways to do it because mm-hmm. I was like, I'm running dry. I don't know what else <laughs> to do. And... uh she was like, that's very good. I'm very proud oh, of you. I love that. <laughs> Me too. And and that's a huge part of relationships that I think that we don't even acknowledge is that you're responsible for taking care of yourself and making yourself feel okay and comfortable. Absolutely. So give yourself a bubble bath. Take yeah. yourself to the spa. Do what feels good. Ask for a hug. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then another thing is that uh, I think the biggest lesson I've learned out of this time being sober and looking at my eating and looking at my dating and doing all these things that are kind of like, okay, well, let's get these things in check has been, it sounds so obvious, but learning that it's okay to have a bad day and learning that it's okay to feel shitty and accepting that it's okay to feel, you know, isolated or any bad feeling, that's okay. I used to think it was horrible and sad and pathetic to feel anything negative. And so I would then beat myself up for it. Yep. And, and reframe it and try yeah. to be like, well, it's going to be fine. Something bad would happen to you. And you'd be like, it's okay. I'm like very resilient and it's okay. I used to cover that. Yeah. And the reality is, is like, we're not trying to aim for happiness. Exactly. Like we're trying to aim for wholeness, which yes. is a very different thing. Yeah. So it's okay to be sad because that makes you whole. And it's okay to be depressed. And it's okay to have whole. a giant burrito sometimes. Yeah. Just don't be doing it because you want to kill yourself. Yeah, do it for <laughs> the right reasons because you're hungry. Yeah, and burritos are great. <laughs> they are. Yeah, that re- man, that, I, I relate to so much of that. It's, it's, a, it's a very, it's like a fuck it mentality that I try to break myself of. And I'm like, it is, it's funny. I, I don't. I guess I mean partially it's because I've lived I've here for since I was out just out of college but I I had never prior to being around the people that were around uh heard people say like I'm going to do a sober June I'm going to I'm not going to like as far as restrictions go I never like I I've done uh no bread month no refined sugar month and it's and it's weird because it's I don't know if it's more fun to think about eating that way if you're going to control what you do because what you could really do is just eat in moderation and prepare your own meals but i some it's there's something about restricting that gives you it gives you control immediate control and immediate outcome and when i got back from uh, like i from being uh, gone for thanksgiving i had such a gluttonous wonderful time and i came back and i said okay i've done it before i'll do it again we're doing no bread yeah that's that's easy we're gonna if if we're drinking never during the week, uh, blah blah, you know whatever. For for easy to break things. It's a swing. Yeah. It's the same swing I do with dating, where I date mm-hmm. one guy and then mm-hmm. I go and date the opposite. It's a swing. I eat crazy. Palate eat, cleanser. Yeah, you eat crazy. Okay, now I'll do a cleanse. But the reality is, is if you're just a little more in alignment with what you yeah. actually want, you don't ever have to swing that far. Yeah, I, which is yes, because it's just a and 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 to speak to that as soon as shit went haywire this week because it was whatever i guess that was uh saturday sunday monday tuesday wednesday five days of hey that was i'm doing pretty well this is good and then blindsided single and i was like fuck this shit i'm eating whatever i want someone wants to hang out with me right now i'm gonna go have three drinks and then go to work at nine in the morning and it was it's so dumb but just realizing that it's fine yes absolutely as soon as i was like this isn't 
going to end my life. This is fine. I'm, I don't care. I will eat a pizza and not die. Yeah. (laughs) And and also, you know, life is, is equal parts. You should be doing it for the long run. And right now, like you can't do one or the other. I think like if if you're living, like you are going to die tomorrow, then you probably will die sooner. Yeah. And if you are living like, you know, you're not going to die for, 40 years so let's make you know let's get it to the end then you're probably not enjoying yourself enough so there is that balance I also think we just need to be more in touch with our bodies right so your body won't and I only know this because I have a food therapist Mm -hmm. because that's how deep my eating disorder issues no that's how deep your awareness is that that's something that can make your life better I think that if if food therapists were you know as accessible as other things in across the country that we'd all be doing it yeah absolutely but her thing Uh, her theory is that there are no good foods, there are no bad foods, and your body won't always crave a donut or whatever. You just have to listen to your body. Totally. It will crave this, eat what your body is actually telling you to eat. Instead of getting into the rhythm of like, I eat donuts every day. Yeah, right. Um, (laughs) It's this great donut shop is on the way to my work, and then why wouldn't I get one? Because it's just one. It's intuitive. But it's just one, so why don't I get two? So why not three if one and two are okay? And it tastes good. You know what? Food should taste good. Yeah. I want all my food to taste good. I deserve it. I've earned this. I'm a good person. I'm going to do a good job at work today and I'm going to get five donuts. It's fine. (laughs) Um, This is a point in our podcast where we answer a few Twitter questions and then after that we'll answer our five questions that we ask every one of our guests. Um, So for Twitter questions, uh, let's see what we have here. Bear with me. We got a good handful and one or two super weird ones. So feel free to omit whatever you want. Yeah, there uh, there are a lot of weird ones. While you look at it, oh um, yikes! Oh. I said is I said is there um, any food or relationship questions for Allie, Dave, or I? And someone wrote, "Is it okay to lay in bed all day?" Hashtag depression. I don't think that has to do with food or relationships. No, but they. I mean, I feel like we've been speaking to that yeah. just by yeah. we we absorbed that tweet by osmosis. I think, so I think the answer to it is yeah. If you're course. depressed, yeah. lay in bed all day. Also, just listen to the last 10 minutes of this show, yeah. whoever tweeted that. Um, we sort of spoke to it a lot. Do do you? Wow. I feel like people knew you were going to talk about burritos. Someone wrote, my burrito <laughs> I and I. a lot of pictures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your burritos are my corn dogs. I do yes. a lot of corn dog photos. And then write things like, I'm fine in mustard underneath. <laughs> um, someone wrote, my burrito and I are in a rut. How can we spice things up? You know, you have to you have to be willing to get experimental. Like, you know, maybe you've been just doing jalapenos. Try crystal salsa. Like, Ooh. try some hot sauce. Try try taking a break and eating something more mild so that y- you appreciate the spice that's there as is. Maybe you've just burned yourself out. Also, I know you were speaking to it before, but California style. Oh yeah, French fries. French that fries will actually kind of well, oh, yeah. that will make it spicy. But if you just mean like exp- like change, it I up. wonder if the word spicy was just like ooh, fix. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I read it as like you know uh, when you and your wife of thirty years like mm-hmm. take a stroll over to the the, the sex shop fries. and you're like, oh hun, this DVD looks like a wild time. Yeah, I. What yeah. if we threw some French fries in this burrito? Try mm. try butt stuff. Oh man, you are the right <laughs> guest for this podcast. Put this burrito every, in your butt. Every guest, single 
podcast we have done so far has ended in butt stuff. <laughs> our, yeah, our second episode, we 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 were we like, got through the well, whole we thing. got through the whole thing without talking about butt stuff. And then our guest was like, "Oh, my first time was in the butt." And we were like, "What?" And then we talked for another fifteen minutes. It is now a through line where we have to mention butt stuff. Have it, to, but I'm glad you did it instead of us. Yeah, I'm glad you brought it up. Okay. Um, and then let's do one more Twitter question. Then we'll do our five questions. Um, so if you're okay, so ready? This is a long winded question. If you're with a person <laughs> and getting frisky and you do something for them and they don't return the favor at all, they don't think much of you, do they? Asking for a friend. I feel like that is a very pointed question. Can I, can I see who tweeted that? I just want to see this. Really Sean point. Perlman. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Sean. It's so weird. I don't, I don't like looking at anything sexual as a favor. I think that you should love to do whatever it is you're doing to your partner. Because that's part of why you should be doing it. It should be fun for both of you. Yeah. Uh, if you're cons- if you're doing something, if you're, you know, let's say what they're talking about. If you go down on someone. Clearly what they're talking clearly, about. Clearly. If you go down on someone and you're doing it so that they'll go down on you, that's not really fun or healthy or sexy no. or cool or no. respecting. Like, I love, I love to do it. The other person I hope loves to do it. Otherwise, we're probably not going to date more than yeah. one time. Yeah. You know, but that's for me. Like, same. You know, everybody has their own thing that they like. But if you're, if you're doing it as a favor, that's and it's not, not fun. It shouldn't be a chore. Yeah. It should be a, a transaction. <laughs> this is like, it's not a transaction. I think there are going to be times where you're having sex with someone and you're doing stuff and someone's going to do something to you and you're not going to do it to them. And yeah. it's not a fucking transaction. And you don't take, you don't keep track of these things either. And you don't have do to do what feels good. Yeah. And don't, you don't have to hit every check mark every single time like Ugh, do... we forgot to do that. oh we didn't do the feet stuff <laughs> man you know what i will also say I, I ever, we like... gotta start again Allie. <laughs> all right uh like plus one on everything that you guys just said but i also think it's like in a big picture sense I, and i just gave a friend uh advice solicited advice which is rare uh yeah. somebody was like a, a, a relatively new friend was like hey man and then just I, you wouldn't even be an overshare, but I whatever. So uh, <laughs> it's okay to talk about stuff yeah, because totally. uh, be, whatever, because communication is important in all aspects of relationship, yada, yada, yada. But also because sex is fucking weird and to just treat it as some organic thing where everything has to be going perfectly and you got to, like you said, hit all the check marks. Yeah. It's fine to be hanging out afterwards. You're wearing a t-shirt, no underwear. Maybe someone's smoking a cigarette next to the window. Not at my house. <laughs> Go outside with that. Yeah. But uh, it's okay to be like, hey, uh, you didn't uh, eat my pussy just then. What's what's up? Yeah. It's, or uh, so you just not give blowjobs? Yeah. yeah. And we all have sex differently with each person we're with, too. So it's like, you know, some some people you could tell that they have sex the same way every time, no matter who they're with. And those are the people that I don't want to sleep with again. Yeah. They and have a formula and the formula formulas aren't sexy. And they don't work for everybody. We all have no. different bodies Get and different wants. math out of the bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it. it's 69. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. That's very that true. is the only time that joke could possibly have worked yeah. and it landed quite well <laughs> um all right this is my favorite part of this entire podcast where we ask all of our um guests the same five questions and you answer it to the best of your abilities got it you ready yes okay number one what's your favorite food burritos oh thank it's you it's simple simple and classic yeah you're a very California girl. Number two, do you believe in soulmates? No. 
I don't. She's our first guest who said no. Yeah. Really? Other people, be- do they believe in God? I don't know. Is that the third That's question? The <laughs> um, soulmates. Well, you know, I believe that... Uh, do you believe in Postmates? <laughs> yes. I, you know, I, don't know, I don't know if you want uh, explained answers or just the answer you can, themselves. You can say as much or as little as you want. For soulmates, I will say I, I feel, you know, I don't believe in souls, but I do believe in that really tingly, wonderful sensation that you have with one person that you'll never have with another person in the exact same way. And I think that's amazing. I think it's all chemical. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's our brain doing crazy things. And I love that feeling. And I like to call it love. And I like to call it passion and all these things that are not um, scientific. But I think that there's n- there's no just one person. Because otherwise, what a, what a horrible life we're all, like, what a horrible mission that we all have to try and find this one person like i think that there are a lot of people that i'm going to love in my life and yeah it also puts a lot of pressure on a partner i yeah. agree like because then they have to satiate absolutely every single part of that piece and yeah it's yeah lot. it's an expectations it's thing yeah. like yeah so no okay great number three what's your favorite thing to cook or bake for someone for someone um <laughs> i don't know if i have okay actually i this isn't cooking so i don't know if it counts but i make these things called primal fudge bars mm-hmm. and uh i found the recipe in this uh graphic novel um about this girl who comes out and like would make these um primal fudge bars with this straight girl that she liked because she knew it took 30 minutes to freeze and it would give them time to to possibly start kissing and i thought it was super cute that's great and then i found them and it's you know i'm vegan so everything everything in it is just raw and you don't cook it you just kind of mix some some cocoa powder and honey and um so i'm vegan but like um (laughs) which is the most obnoxious word in the world but um when you say it like that (laughs) vegan (laughs) (laughs) but it's like that and coconut oil and almond butter and it's it's pretty good and it sounds sounds great yeah yeah i make them all the time number four i'm already four wow it's almost over what's your favorite drink um i just well i really like drinking straight up whiskey or an ipa i really like a a nice strong hoppy beer Mm, that's badass and number five what is one piece of advice that relates to food and or relationships that you would like to give to our listeners? I think the theme of today has been to come in with really honest, realistic expectations. This food might not be the best food you eat for your whole life, but it it's going to be so much better if you just think like, oh, I, I would like to eat something right now and um, <laughs> this is good. Uh, so yeah, my advice is to to s- kind of slow down and, and not put so much pressure on, on your cooking. And if you mess up, it's okay. Mm. I love that. This has been magic. Allie, thank you for coming on our podcast. Thank you for having me. Dave, thank you for always being here. <laughs> With you as always Stevie, is thank, thanks, thank you for always being here. Yeah, I have to. You do? I coordinated this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. It'd be did. really rude if you didn't show up. If I didn't, it would be very irresponsible. Um, Guys, that's it for this episode of I Burn Everything. What's a creative podcast network?